Welcome to podcast number 124 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are in a series dealing with miracles. We've been in it for a number of podcasts and we'll probably be in it for a number of podcasts yet to come. The reason we're doing this is because there's a lot of confusion, I believe, with people understanding, are miracles real? Where do they come from? Is it just something people make up or is it just something people use to get recognition in one way or another? But miracles are so much more than that. And the fact that you're listening into this podcast, and if you're a believer and a follower of Jesus Christ, then you are an example of one of the greatest miracles that the Lord has ever done. Matter of fact, in your own life, the miracle of salvation is your greatest miracle. But we're going to talk about a number of issues that have to do with those. Today's podcast is entitled, How to Have Great Faith for Miracles. If you're in need of a miracle in your life, then this is your day. I believe this is the day the Lord has made, and we shall be glad and rejoice in it. And I also add to that that we can then receive our miracle because we serve a God of miracles. So today, listen intently. Take notes, if you will, if you're able to do that and you're not riding a bike or something or driving a car. But somehow, in some way, I believe the Lord is going to reveal to you how to receive your miracle and how to help others who are in need of a dire miracle. That miracle might be a physical one, a financial one, a relationship-type issue. Whatever it might be, our God is able. Our God is not limited in what He can do in our lives, and He's not limited to bring forth any miracle that we need. So with that, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to move in only the way that He can. Heavenly Father, we thank You for an opportunity once again to get into Your Word, to pray and to seek Your face and Your guidance. And I pray now, Lord, that there'll be people out there who are facing great challenges will understand today how to come to You and how to receive that need in their life. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to open up eyes and hearts of people to see what the Word of God has to say. And as I read scriptures today, I ask for your guidance and your direction and your anointing to comment and share those thoughts that you put in my heart with those people who've tuned in to know more about miracles and how to see them happen in their own lives. Thank you now for this opportunity. I'll be careful to give you the praise for the results of this podcast today, and I'll give you all the glory for it now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I have a goal today to give you three scriptures I believe that'll give us a guidance and direction and kind of a platform, how to build a great platform for faith to believe for great miracles. And if you'll listen to these scriptures and allow the Holy Spirit, I believe that he'll reveal to each and every one of us how to have stronger faith, how to have greater faith for those miracles that are needed in our lives and in the lives of those that we love and that we care for. So now I'm going to turn now to the book of Mark in the New Living Translation. I'm going to be reading from chapter 11, verses 22, I believe, to about 25. We'll see how the Holy Spirit leads us. Remember, this is Mark 11, starting at verse number 22. Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth, you can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against them so that your Father in heaven will forgive you of your sins. Now we're going to get into that a little bit here and talk about some of the really powerful things that Jesus says to help us to have greater faith to see miracles. But I think it's important we understand what the Holy Spirit is telling us here. Jesus gives us all this instruction, all these directions on what we should do and how we should believe and all that. But at the very end, he says, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive you of your sins. So 
I think it's wonderful that the Holy Spirit gives us all the promises first and then puts a condition on it. You know, a lot of people say, well, God's blessings are, there's nothing conditional about God's blessing. Well, no, there's nothing conditional about God's salvation to forgive us of our sins, but there are conditions to receive the goodness of God. For example, a righteous man, you know, will receive much. It also talks that those that give shall receive. This one tells us that we must forgive others who are, that we're holding a, gr- a grudge against so that our Father in heaven will forgive us. So that condition is crucial. It's very, very important. So right now, why don't you just take a moment before we get into this teaching and say, Father, I'm sorry for the sins I've committed against that person, and I just pray that they'll forgive me and that they'll receive this and give grace in my condition, my situation. And then when this, see, when this podcast is over, then you should contact them. You might even want to stop the, the tape right now and just call some up and say, hey, I, I'm praying and I really feel that, that I should ask you for forgiveness and any bitterness I have against you, I, I don't have it any longer. And God's released me of that and be, and be set free. Because if we go to prayer and we seek for miracles and we seek for greater faith and we seek that there's things we need to see happen in our life, whatever it might be, if we do not have a clear conscience, if we do not have the peace of God that passes all understanding that will guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus, if we lack that, then our faith is going to be weak. Our faith is not going to accomplish what God intends it to accomplish. So this is really a great scripture. and I mean, all the scriptures are great and wonderful, but this one talks specifically about how we can have greater faith and how we can receive the power of God and we can see miracles in our life. So let's go back through now, Mark chapter 11, around verse 22, 23, where he's talking about have faith in God. He says, you know, we can say anything. He's basically saying, look at that mountain and say, be cast into the sea and that it'll be taken place. Now, is a mountain actually going to come up, raise up and be thrown into the sea? Most likely not. But let me ask you this question. Do you believe that God is able to do that? Well, God made that mountain. He can also make it disappear. God's the one that formed this earth. God's the one that made the mountains and the valleys and the seas and the volcanoes and the and the snow that comes in and all the rain and all those things that are happening, the great oceans and all that that lives inside the ocean. So God is able to do it. We just have to accept the fact that God is able because we don't see that today necessarily. It's not talking about a literal mountain in this case, but God is able to literally destroy that mountain if he wants to. We've read about those things happening and we'll continue to see those happen even in our own life and across this world. So that mountain today would be whatever your miracle is. Because to all of us who are facing a need, like when I was diagnosed with cancer, I needed a miracle for healing. The doctor said six months and you'll probably won't be law here any longer and said, we can't treat you and help you. And I responded quickly with, well, you're trying to scare me with heaven. And when I said that, he was shocked. But then later he was shocked when he saw that God's hand touched me and the miracle took place in my life. As a matter of fact, and I've said it in other podcasts, and I don't want to be redundant, but he literally wrote the word miracle across my chart once because he had no scientific definition of what this was. So with that, let's go on now. We've got past the part that talks about what that mountain is and you, whatever mountain is in your life, Let's believe for that miracle. Let's believe for that and receive it in Jesus' name. Then Jesus says, but you must really believe it. Believe it, see that it'll happen. It says, and have no doubt in your heart. So we need to take a second now and ask the Lord to remove all doubt and all questions. If there's any thought that maybe God isn't able to do this. And you might be saying, well, I believe that God's able. I know that he's able. But let me tell you the number of people. There's an incredible number of people who've come to me over the years as a pastor and as a Bible teacher and pastoring a church in in Scottsdale, Arizona. They'll come to me and say, 
There's no need praying for my son any longer. He's gone and he'll never come to God. I just don't believe it'll happen. You see, when they say that, I have to stop them and say, we've got to remove that doubt. And if you know someone who's dying of cancer or someone who's had a divorce and their marriage is destroyed and it'll never come back together again, we've got to believe without doubt that God is able. As a matter of fact, the Bible says he is able to do anything. It says in the book of Isaiah that God's ways and God's thoughts are greater than our ways and our thoughts. And aren't you glad out there that they are? Because God's thoughts are he can do anything. And we must receive that. As Paul said, I can do anything through Christ Jesus who strengthens me. So through Jesus Christ, we can do anything and anything can happen. So first of all, let's get over this first hump, but you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Then Jesus says, I tell you, you can pray for anything. Now that word anything, is there a restriction on something in there? Is there something he says that won't happen? Anything means what? Everything. It means that anything that you need and everything that you need, God is able to take care of it and meet that needs. He's able to bring that miracle in your life. And it says, and if you believe that, you'll receive it. He says, you've got to believe it. And if you believe it, you'll receive it. It will be yours. Now, can you find any words in the Bible where it's more direct that if you need a miracle, that God will help you to receive that miracle? Now, sometimes people say, well, but then, Pastor, how come sometimes people pass away? And I pray for a miracle for my mama to be healed or my or my husband or whoever it might be. And you say, and, and it didn't happen. Well, you see, God is a sovereign God. And remember, the most important thing God is concerned about is that our relationship with Him is right. Because the time that we spend here on earth, whether it be 60, 70, 80, 90 years, 100 years, whatever it might be, that is just a simply what we call a mere drop in the bucket. That's a minor amount of time in relationship to eternity. Because we think about the things on earth as being so vital and so important. And yes, they are important and they are, they are very important, but nothing compares to the important thing and that is eternity. All the time that we spend here on earth is a preparation time for eternity. The time that I pastored the church was preparation to prepare people to live for eternal life with Jesus Christ, to live in eternity forever and forever. And this short amount of time we live here is just passing. But see, even though God wants us to think about eternity, it's important that we understand that he still wants us to be blessed and to live a quality Christian life here, an overcoming life, an abundant life, a life filled with his joy and his peace and his guidance and his direction. And you can receive that and and I can receive that if we believe. So I'm not gonna wrap this verse up yet. I gotta read a couple more words. But when you are praying, it says, Don't forget, pray first to be forgiven of any grudges that you have against other people. And then you can go in and believe what the words are saying. You must really believe it, that it'll happen. Have no doubt in your heart. And he says, and I tell you, pray for anything. And if you believe that you received it, it will be yours. Now, I'm going to get into a teaching in a little bit. I've taught about it in the past, about calling forth those things that are not as though they are. But it's a vital part of this series that I'm teaching on miracles. Because what Jesus is saying here is what I've written a book on, basically on what he said here. And that is to call forth those things that are not as though that they are. He says, if you believe it, you'll receive it, and it will be yours. So we can claim the answer to prayer now. If you go to the doctor today, because I've had this happen to me several times, and he looks at you and he says, well, we've discovered cancer, not sure how long you're going to live. What's your immediate thought going to be? If your faith and your confidence in God is really there and you're really prepped and ready for this, I believe the Holy Spirit will help you receive the words something like, 
well, doctor, you can't scare me with dying because I'm already prepared for heaven. And are you prepared for heaven? Do you know where you're going to spend eternity? I know that's bold. I mean, that is really strong and bold. But I believe during these teachings and during the weeks to come, we can all come up with that type of boldness in our walk with God and our boldness in believing that if we believe it, it's going to happen and it'll be ours. So I right now believe that and claim whatever your need might be, it's yours now in Jesus' name. So let's move on now to another verse of scripture and see what the Lord has to teach us there. Before I read this next scripture, I just might want to go back and comment a little bit. I kind of thought about what I just said. I don't want to correct it. I don't want to go back and change it. But what I want to tell you is, yes, you can have the kind of faith that when something comes up, you can take authority over it in Jesus' name. Now, you may not have that faith now. You may not feel that if you had a diagnosis of a terrible disease or a cancer or something, you just don't know if you could handle it. Well, you can handle it in Jesus' name. You can handle it when you claim the promises of God, when you claim the words that Jesus just spoke. And the reason I'm saying this because I've seen so many people who have been given terrible diagnoses about their life and that they were told they're going to die in three months or six months or they had a week to live or whatever it might be. And people act differently. Those who have great faith to receive their miracle will respond with something like, I'm not worried about eternity. And those who maybe question what they're going to do in eternity and if their life is right with God may struggle with that answer. So remember, just because we get a bad diagnosis doesn't mean that God is not on the throne, that God is not able to heal you, that God is not able to bring that miracle in your life. Instead of doubting it or questioning it, why don't we just get that boldness in the Holy Spirit and let's stand on God's promises and His Word. And if you get a bad diagnosis, you just look at that diagnosis and say, well, I call forth my healing. Even though it doesn't exist right now, I call it forth, I believe for it, and it's mine. And just say, in Jesus' name. That's bold, that's strong, but I'm believing that for you right now, and I'm believing you should speak that into other people's lives. Yes, have compassion for those who've been diagnosed with terrible conditions. Yes, have understanding and have mercy on what they're going through and the challenges they're facing, but help them to understand that Jesus wants us to live and walk in miracles. So now I'm going to read from Matthew chapter 18 and verses 19 and 20. Once again, Jesus is giving instructions on how to pray and how to believe for miracles and how to believe that everything is possible with him and all things are possible with God and we can pray and believe and claim those promises of God. So Jesus is speaking and telling people that he's talking to at that moment how to deal with other believers and how to help those who are followers of Jesus Christ to have greater faith. And it's found once again in Matthew 18. I'm reading in the New Living Translation, verses 19 and 20. Jesus says these words, I also tell you this, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything, you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. Wow. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. So now here's a wonderful premise, a vital premise about having powerful prayers and to be able to pray with people and believe for miracles. So as we go through this teaching on how to have greater faith to see the miracles that you need to take place in your life and the lives of others, how you can have that greater faith? Well, we need to come together with other believers who have the same type of faith. Let me give you an example. If you want to pray about something, you don't just walk into a restaurant and say, by the way, is there anybody? here that knows how to pray. Let's pray about my cancer diagnosis and see if Jesus will heal me. That's not going to work because most likely you're going to run up against people who don't believe in miracles. They don't believe in Jesus. And so you're basically you know, speaking to the wrong crowd. I know it's a radical statement, but sometimes people pray with other Christians who don't believe in miracles or who don't believe that God is able to do anything. Or they give up on God and they give up on a relative or a family member or maybe a wayward child and they give 
give them up and just say there's no hope with them anymore. Those kind of people, you might as well be praying with people who don't have any faith whatsoever because you need to get together and I need to get together with people of like faith, people that believe in the Word of God, people who believe what Jesus said. In the first scriptures I gave you, Jesus said, if you believe it, then receive it. And so he's telling us here, but don't do it alone. He's telling us to do it together. So get together, he says, with two. if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything, it says, and it says, for where two or three gather together in, as my followers now, I am there among them. So it's crucial, I believe, to have prayer partners. I'm a big believer in prayer partners. It means there's greater power in the numbers of people praying together. And so be a part of a prayer group. This is a vital part of believing for miracles. It's a vital part of receiving those miracles that you need in your prayer life. And when you're praying for other people, pray with others. Now, in times past, when I've had sickness in my body, and I've had several times where I had kidney failure, and I've had cancer in my kidney, they took my kidney. I've been told that I wouldn't live in that situation. I had kidney failure when I was 25 years old. And then recently with this multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, that I was told that was six years ago, I was told that I had six months to live. Well, I tell you, I didn't want to gather around people that didn't believe. I didn't want to be around people who didn't trust God, who didn't believe in miracles. So I sought out people. Pray. They knew how to pray and they believed in God's word. And we got together either on the phone or in a Zoom meeting or in some other type of activity whereby I was praying with other believers. Now, during the COVID pandemic that, that went across this world, a lot of people stopped praying with other people. And that was a big mistake. My wife and I formed a couple of years ago a Zoom prayer meeting where we meet every week, at least once a week, and we get a group of people together who believe in prayer, who believe in miracles, who know that nothing is impossible with God, who believe that we can call forth those things that are not as though that they are, and we pray with them. So when we pray, we have seen great miracles taking place. We've seen people being saved who were lost, and children who've come back to God, and children who are now seeking God and desiring more, more of the Lord in their life. We've seen people healed. Yes, we've had people we've prayed for who've passed on, but that is a sovereign God, and God will do whatever God chooses to do. But I also know He hears our prayers, and He wants us to pray and have faith and to believe. But I can tell you, there have been a whole lot more people who've been healed and have been restored and have been living in restored marriages, or whatever it might be, because of the prayer of saints, believing that God is able, and believing when Jesus said these words, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything that you ask my Father in heaven, and he will do it for you, for where two or three together as my followers, I am there among them. Wow. Get into a prayer group. Be a part of one. Be sure it's one, though, that believes in miracles, believes that God is able. Before I leave this thought, When I have had physical problems, and I've had my share of them, probably more than my share. However, when I've had those challenges, I'm a big believer in having other people pray with me. And I call everyone. I let everyone that I know who knows how to pray, who believes in the Word of God, to pray for me. And I know there's a lot of folks who feel it's more sincere and more quiet, and they should kind of take it on their own, don't bother other people. But I believe it's a big mistake. I believe when you have a major problem in your life, whatever it might be, ask for prayer. You don't need to tell them all the details of every little thing that like why your finances are going bad or why you're ready to file bankruptcy or why your child has left your home. Whatever that miracle that you need, you don't need to tell them all the details, but you can sure get them to believe with you that God is going to do something great. 
in your life, in your family, in your health, in your relationships, whatever it might be. I'm a big believer in that. So I know some of you might struggle with that and say, well, I just don't like to do that. Well, you might want to rethink it and see what Jesus said. He said, where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. Well, I kind of like that, and I'm going to go with that. Now, let me ask you a question before we move on, and that is this question alone. Have you ever prayed with little faith? Interesting question, huh? I know I have. There have been times when I prayed for someone and it was maybe maybe kind of half-heartedly or maybe it wasn't as sincere as it should be or it wasn't as, as driving faith as I should be. Well, what were the results of that prayer? Usually not very good. But I can tell you, we should pray and believe for great faith. And there have been times I've prayed for people and I thought, Lord, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And usually what happens in that case is nothing really great happens. But maybe someone else's prayer was greater or stronger than mine. Or maybe the person who had the problem had great faith, had greater faith than I had. Whatever it might be, it takes great faith to see miracles take place. And I know there have been times when I have prayed for someone and the power of God just filled that room. The presence of the Holy Spirit was there. We sensed Jesus' healing power. And I've been able to look at people, look them right in the eye and say, I can tell you right now, in Jesus' name, you are healed. You have been healed. You get to your doctor right away, get checked up and make sure and get a confirmation that that healing has taken place. And thank God, I'm not giving myself any credit or any glory at all. I'm just giving God all the glory and all the honor and all the credit. I have seen those people at those moments when great faith took place and just with me and other people praying, and they've come back a day later or a week later or something and say, yes, I was healed of diabetes, or yes, they can't find that tumor any longer, or yes, my son did come back home. And we've seen great miracles take place. So pray, believing, trusting, and knowing Know that God is able. Regardless of what we think, regardless of how we feel, let's exercise our faith and believe for miracles to take place in our home, in our family, and in those that we love. You know, I'm going to do something now that I have never done before on these podcasts. This is my 124th podcast. I've never left people with a scripture and asked them to think about it and pray about it and then announce that I'm going to address it in my next podcast. But I'm going to do that today. I really feel led of the Holy Spirit to read you a scripture found in the book of James that I believe you need to think about and pray about. Now, if Someone new tunes in next week and they don't have the prior teachings. This new teaching will stand on its own. It doesn't require you to see, hear, listen to both to understand what I'm talking about. But I'm going to read to you in James chapter 5 and verses 13 through 18 and then talk about it in the next podcast. I hope that doesn't bother you, but it's something I believe. I guess you might want to call it a homework assignment. Give you something that you can read up on and see how you believe and how you practice this in your life, and then wait and see in our next podcast how God's going to expand that in your life and give me some things to share with you. So I'm going to read in the New Living Translation, James chapter 5, verses 13 through 18. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. Wow. <laughs> it's hard for me to go on. It is so powerful. I want to comment so much, but the Holy Spirit's holding me back to 
just read this next two verses and then we'll pray and close this teaching and come back to the next podcast and see what the Lord has for us here. In verse 17, it says, Elijah was a human as we are. And yet when he prayed earnestly that no rain would fall, none fell for three years and a half. Verse 18, then when he prayed again, the sky sent down rain and the earth began to yield its crops. Boy, it's hard for me not to comment on all this and give you more thoughts, but I really believe I'm supposed to let those of you who are tuning into this hear that, listen to it, pray over it, and read that scripture, and then come back to next week when we talk about what this scripture has to say and how the power of prayer will bring forth miracles. So with that, I'm going to pray for you and pray that God will bless you and help you through the upcoming days and weeks and months, and that you're going to see amazing, wonderful miracles take place in your life and those around you. So Father, once again, I thank you for your word. Lord, I just enjoy so much just reading your word and then letting the Holy Spirit guide and direct us as we go through it. I ask now that you would bless those who have listened into today's teaching, Lord, that they will reflect back on what we shared today, Lord, and that they will understand, Lord, that your word tells us, Father, that we should be in agreement together, that we should meet together and pray together, that we should be part of a group of people who are people of prayer, people of faith, people who believe that you are able to do far more than than what we can imagine or even think. And I ask that those who listened in today would then think about believing for things that have not happened in their life, but that they are happening, that they will happen, and that it has been met. And your word tells us to believe. Don't doubt. Don't question. And I and I ask that those who are listening in today would not doubt during their prayer time, that they would approach prayer in faith, believing to call forth those things that are not as though they are. That means they're going to see it take place during their prayer time even, and even when the prayer is over, that when they're going through their circumstances and trials of life that all of us go through, that they'll be able to go through them and get through them because they know that you are able and that you can move mighty mountains and that our faith can grow. And I pray that those of little faith will gain in their faith, gain in their trust and belief in you, gain in their trust in what the Word of God says about calling forth those things that are not and believing that it will happen. I thank you for that in advance. And Lord, I just give you praise now. I give you glory for bringing this podcast together. And we'll see what happens next week as we get into that scripture that I left them with, where you gave us directions and instructions on to have powerful prayers. Thank you, God, once again for this opportunity. We'll give you praise for it, give you all glory. And I pray in closing that those who are listening in, Lord, as I reach my hand out, Lord, to them in whatever way that I can here on this podcast, speaking into a microphone on my laptop, that they would then receive their miracle. I call forth a miracle in those who are suffering with cancer. Be healed in the name of Jesus. I call forth a miracle for those who have problems in their finances that you would break through, Lord, and provide for them and bless them that they would have more than enough to meet the need. I ask for those who have wayward children that are struggling with that, that you'd bring forth that miracle and that child would would come back home and that prodigal child would return and give their life to you, Lord, and completely surrender their life to you. I believe that marriages that are struggling, that you can mend them and restore them. And I'm believing with those who need a miracle in their marriage for total and complete restoration in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity to pray. And most importantly than anything else I've said today, I pray for those who don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to receive the greatest miracle that they can ever receive, and that is that they surrender life to you. So anyone that's listening out right now, just repeat these 
these words with me. If you don't know if you're right with God or if you don't know whether you're going to spend eternity with Christ or not or whether you're not sure if you're saved, just repeat these words. Father, your word says that if I ask for forgiveness, you'll forgive me. So I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me of my sins. And your word says that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died and gave his life for me, but he was resurrected that I might have everlasting life. I believe that and I receive that. And I now ask you, God, to accept me as your child. I give my life to you and I promise to serve you all the days of my life. For I ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I know that's a lot to cover in prayer, but we serve a great God and he can sort it all out and he can help you and bless you, whatever your need might be. Thank you once again for listening in today. And I look forward to next week as we get forward into podcast 125, when we're going to deal with having power in our prayer life. And I believe the Lord's got on my heart to bring up the, the what we call the hall of fame for those of faith and believe in faith. And we're going to learn from that next week. So get ready, invite your friends, your relatives, your neighbors, whoever it might be to tune in to next week's podcast and to listen to these that you might be blessed and that Lord will meet your need and you'll see miracles take place in your life. Now, if you'd like to subscribe to these podcasts, the ones that I have, you can go to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to get a little more information about who I am and what my teaching is about, you can go to my webpage at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you pull it up, you'll see a reference to some books that I've written. The one in particular that I'm talking about now is entitled Receive Everything from What We Call Nothing. It's based on the promises that Paul taught about in Romans chapter 4 and verse 17, where he says, we can call forth those things that are not as though that they are. It's a book on faith, to walk in faith. And no matter what you're challenged with, you can have confidence to go through that challenge because God is with us. So I know you'll be blessed if you tie into that and would like to be a part of that. So we're going to continue this series next week. And I believe during this message, the Lord has kind of changed the way I'm going to teach it by starting off with James chapter 5 and verses 13 through 18. So Thank you once again for tuning in. So let me close with these thoughts. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. You know, as I said those words, it made me think of the other podcasts that I've done over the last 124 podcasts. And there's some wonderful teaching the Lord has given me on prosperity and what it is to have spiritual prosperity and what it is to have financial prosperity and that they should go together. They should be meshed together. And those are things I think that'll be a blessing to you. So I hope this lesson today has blessed you and helped you. Can't wait until the next podcast where we seek once again greater understanding of how to see miracles take place in our life. May God richly bless you.